0: You're listening to the Faith Roots audio podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots podcast. We're talking about how we know God intimately. Now, I closed last week's broadcast with, or podcast, with this very important passage. I closed it with the Ephesian prayer from Ephesians 1, beginning in verse 15, where Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. This is a Holy Spirit directed prayer, Holy Spirit inspired prayer. You cannot write a better prayer for yourself than this one. I used to write this prayer down and I prayed it over and over again, looking at it carefully till I memorized it. I can pray it by memory tonight or today because I prayed it so many times. And it's an effective prayer, and God hears it. He has great joy when his children come back to him with his word. I'm going to show you that from this passage. All right. Let's go to James chapter one, verse 18. This is the International Standard Version. In accordance with His will, He made us His children. By the word of truth. How did you become a child of God? By the word. So the very word that God spoke is what caused you to be born again, that brought you into his family, is the word that he's going to use to develop you. So that we might become the most important of his creatures. In accordance with his will, he made us his children by the word of truth so that we might become the most important of his creatures. Philip says, The first specimens of his new creation. So in view of this, this is James 1.18. Now let's go to verse 19. You must understand this, my dear brothers, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. So if you are one of the first specimens of his new creation, if you have been born again by his word, one of your first habits is to learn how to listen, how to be quick to listen. Now, I hear people all the time teaching people how to pray, <laughs> and they say, just talk to God, just talk to God, just say whatever's on your heart. I, you know, there's a little bit of truth in that, but not much. Communion with God is more about listening than it is about talking. You talking sometimes gets you into more trouble than you would have been in had you kept your mouth shut. There are many prayers that are offered up by believers that God never hears. I prayed boatloads of prayers that never God answered. and I'm going to show you right here from the verses I'm about to read why they were never answered. First John 5:14 and 15. Now, this is the confidence. Now, first of all, God wants you to have confidence when you pray. Confidence is huge, and and you should have confidence in your prayers. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now, there are a lot of people who think that the will of God cannot be known. The will of God is not hard to find. The will of God is is the Word of God. If I want to know His will, I look at His Word. This is a testament. That's what's called Old Testament, New Testament. And what do we hear about testament all the time? Last will and testament. This is God's will and testament. God reveals Himself and His will to us through His Word. So this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. How then do we know we have answers? How then do we know that God hears us? Because we pray a prayer that we know is his will. Well, how do I know what his will is? I don't just throw up a prayer and say, God, if it be your will. There's a time to pray that. But the only time you should pray that prayer is if the will of God is totally and completely uncertain. God, I'll move to Denver if it is your will. The scripture doesn't say that it's the will of God for you to move to Denver or not. So that's why you would pray, if it be thy will. This is a prayer of consecration. Lord, I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do. I'll do if it be your will. All right. Now, what I want you to see from this is that you can't pray that prayer all the time. You have to learn to pray with confidence, knowing the will of God before you ever pray. And so when you go to the Scriptures and see what the will of God is, what is set forth in His Word, for instance, Jesus said, the thief comes not but for the steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if you are experiencing loss and theft and death, and, and are being destroyed and hurt. I'm telling you, that's not the will of God. Jesus said something about that. He said, the thief comes not, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If you are not having abundant life, you're not living in the fullness of the will of God. So how are you going to get that abundant life? You're going to have to become convinced of it. You're going to have to read the Scripture, and when you read the Scripture, it will change the way you pray. You will pray with much more confidence, and when you're praying because you confidently know the will of God, boom, you know He hears you. Most people try to get their confidence from the feeling they get when they pray. Now, feelings are great, but feelings don't tell me really anything. Feelings are not leaders. They're followers. Feelers, Feelings follow a deeper knowledge. You will have feelings that are good when you have a deeper knowledge. When you're in confusion, your feelings go in the tank. That's why you cannot trust your feelings. When I was a new believer... I would pray, many times I did not feel anything, therefore I thought God was upset with me. My relationship with God was not a relationship of confidence because I didn't feel God. Now sometimes I would go to church and I would pray and I would have great emotions and I could feel in my feelings that God loved me and that he cared about me. You know, I was saved for about a week before I had any joy in my salvation at all because I didn't have any feeling, and I was looking for a feeling. So I went to my grandma's church about six days after I gave my heart to Christ, and I went down to the altar and prayed, and the pastor came, laid his hands on me and prayed over me, and I felt amazing. And I started bawling like a baby, and I felt like God had finally heard me. I thought, I am saved. How did I know? Because I felt it. But you know what? The next couple of days, I felt nothing. And so I was miserable because I was living totally by feeling. And so I heard people talking about being grounded in the Word, but they didn't teach me what that is. Being grounded in the Word is that you learn to believe what the Word of God says over the things that you feel. Your feelings can flat out lie to you. I was on a ranch the other day, and I thought I was looking due south. And as I looked at the map and calculated my position, I thought, whoa, I'm not looking south at all. I've totally got my wires crossed here. I got turned around, and my feelings told me one thing, but the truth was quite another. That happens to us all the time. How many young men were murdered by all oh, the, the guy that... that killed over 30 girls or so, uh, who was very good-looking. He was a confidence man. He won over so many beautiful young women, and once he won them over, he killed them because he could disarm people with his charm. Their feelings lied to them about this guy, and it happens all the time. Prayers are not heard because they're long. They're not heard because there's feeling, and they're not heard because they're long. Matthew 6, 7, When you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. There are a lot of Christians who think that if you pray long, you're going to have your prayer answered because God loves it when we pray long prayers. Uh, That's not necessarily true. A prayer can be very effective without being long. Uh, Incessant talkers never develop a depth of spirituality. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes 5, 3b, a fool's voice is known by his many words. So really, if you want to pray with great power and know that you're being heard, you need to listen before you pray. And you listen... the Word of God. And you go to the book and you see what God says, particularly in the New Testament. Now, we can learn some things from the Old Testament, but the New Testament is the age that we live in. So the truth of the New Testament, and sometimes it's not as interesting to read as some of the great Old Testament Bible stories, but the New Testament is where we live now. And we can learn things about God's great gift for us and how we walk with Him By the New Testament. Okay, so we should study to pray. We study before we speak to men. In other words, before I go preach a sermon at the church, or even before I come talk to you with this podcast, I study. I want to see how I'm going to frame these words. It's very important to me to know ahead of time what I'm going to speak. A lot of people will fire up prayers to God that are totally off the cuff. They didn't think them through. They're they're speaking out of maybe heartbreak or emotion. It's important to know what you're going to say. What scripture are you going to base your prayer on? Do you have a promise from God that you're standing on? Is there something you've seen in the Word that stirs you to pray? Very often people pray simply because they've had a tough experience in life. And when you pray out of tough experiences, very often you will not ask in confidence. All right, listen to Ecclesiastes 5.3 from the New English Bible. Do not rush into speech, lest there be a hasty utterance in God's presence. Wow. The Bible says that it's possible for us to utter hasty things in the presence of the Lord. Why? Because we rushed. We didn't pray an informed prayer. God wants us to approach Him then with His Word. Here is Isaiah 43, verses 25 and 26. Listen to what it says. I, even I, am He who blots out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance... Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. When God says, put me in remembrance, bring me a scripture. And and think about what he's talking about here. Think about this. He is talking about forgiveness of sins. How much more will God hear a prayer that you're praying when you're not coming because of a sin? You see, sometimes we think that about the only prayer that God hears is, God, forgive me. But what we've got to learn to do is pray with confidence even after we've been forgiven. Forgiveness of sins is only the beginning. You know, when I was 13 years old, uh, there were people who wanted to lead me to Christ, and they, they had me kneel, and I prayed. And this is all the instruction they gave me. They said, pour your heart out to God. That's all they said. And so I cried like a baby. I was very emotional. But they didn't give me any clear instruction. Now, this is what they should have done. They knew they did the best they could. I'm not condemning them for it, but it wasn't effective because all I prayed for was the forgiveness of sins. That's all I prayed for. I never had any confidence in my salvation I didn't have the assurance of salvation. I didn't know for sure that I was saved because all they gave me was praying for forgiveness. Praying for forgiveness is not how we're saved. We are saved in this. Listen to this. This is Romans ten nine. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, in other words, if you call Jesus your Lord, And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Nobody showed me those verses. Years later they did, but not then. So I went on for a long time, not really sure if I was saved or not to this day. I I don't know because I never had the assurance of salvation. All I prayed for was forgiveness of sins. Salvation and knowing Christ is more, much more than the forgiveness of sins. It is the confession of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Where do we get our confidence? We get our confidence... When we read what the Word says and we pray according to it, that's when you know you will be heard. That's all the time I have for today. We'll pick up here tomorrow. See you then.